Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's going to go. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. I'm here with my good friends, colleagues, uh, Jermaine and Cal. How you, how you boys doing? Doing well, Mitchie. How you going? I'm, I'm doing well, mate. Um, good to catch up with you. And, and Jermaine is coming in live from the, uh, the studios of TNT. Yeah, just reporting from Atlanta, Georgia. Just uh, here with my boys, Annie, Kenny, Charles and Shaq. Hey, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad you can take some time out of your busy schedule to, to tune in with us, us Australians. Yeah, no worries, mate. No worries. <laughs> uh, so, a little bit of news today, boys. We um, Normally, we'd record the, the podcast on a Wednesday night here at our time, but we, we happen to sort of be unavailable until we're recording on Thursday night. And lucky we did because, you know, we had these fake trades for James Harden lined up, but in actual fact, James Harden was traded today. <laughs> um, he's been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And obviously this was the rumored trade going into the season and everything like that. And, and actually, Callum, just on the most recent podcast, you predicted that he was not going to be traded, <laughs> which unfortunately unfortunately hasn't aged well. Um, I was sorry on the Rockets. I was like, they're a sleeper team for the playoffs. Go, John Wall, James Harden, Christian yeah. Wood. Uh, I think no they more. rattled off. I think they rattled off a few losses after you've said that, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, so the trade's gone down. It's it's the blockbuster trade of the season. Uh, I just want to get your boys' initial thoughts. Jermaine, uh, what's your first thoughts with the, the trade breakdown? Man, as, as exciting as it sounds, it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm just sick of these super teams, man. <laughs> this team is like, this is a super, super team because these dudes, these dudes are insane. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get through it though. Yeah, well, well, it's like, of course, each super team is different and, and is their own sort of unique thing. But uh, I guess I sort of feel your your emotion in terms of, oh, here we go again. Here's a, here's a team that if, you know, barring injury or, you know, COVID symptoms and things like that, they're highly favorites to win it all. Um, so we'll see how it all goes down in, in, in reality. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed out as well, just like you, Jermaine. How about you, Cal? Yeah, I'm a bit let down as well. Um, I just love watching Kyrie Ball. I love watching Durant as well. He's, he's great to watch. Haven't been the biggest James Harden fan to watch, personally. And it, this means um, it's going to be less ball for Kyrie, less ball for Durant. They're going to have to share it. There's only one ball. I don't know how many shots they're going to put up each, but the, there's only one ball. So it, it will be interesting to see how it all fits out. But um, overall, a little bit let down. Um, but, you know, that being said, the Rockets got the bag. They got a lot of assets back. So. <laughs> they, they, they did get a decent amount of assets back. You know, a total of was it four four pick swaps, three unprotected first round picks. Um, you know, a young player or youngish sort of player in Oladipo. So, uh, and then an extra pick from Milwaukee as well. So, they they got a lot back. Um, probably a decent haul in the end of it. I, I actually didn't think that they would get that much based on the way that Harden was carrying on, um, but. Hey, I think I think it's a good thing for the Rockets. Like after the last press conference, which was what prompted us to think of these fake trades, the writing was on the wall. And and one thing I, I want I want to touch on with you boys is is what do you think about how James Harden has gone about this and how this whole superstar forcing their way out of a team has sort of evolved. It, it felt like this time around it was just that next level of extreme. And and to me, it sort of like it really turned me off James Harden. Like I was never a fan of him as a player in terms of his play style, but I always thought he was a decent bloke, but I don't know, this 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 whole situation just really made me dislike James Harden. Um, Houston has sort of, to me, seemed like they've been over backwards for him, but I don't know, he just sort of seemed like a bit of a dick to me. <laughs> so I, I don't know, what, what's your take on, on the whole way it went down? Cal? Um, I'll jump in first and just say, look, I, I was high on the Rockets. I was, I was looking forward to it. I thought him and John Wall could be a good combo. And I'm let down that they this kind of he just kind of gave up on them is really yeah. the perspective I got from it. He, he was in that interview and he was just kind of like, look, I've given it my all. It's not working. He pretty much just admits he just wants it out of there. So it's it's disappointing. You, you don't want to see that um, it, in this league. You want to see a bit of a bit of loyalty. 
in the end, Houston probably did get a win out of it in terms of they probably weren't going to win the championship, let's, let's be honest. They would have been exciting if it all clicked, but they probably weren't going to win it. And, and now they've got heaps of assets. So it is a win for them. Um, and, and there's just so many... Think about the big trades we've had just in this past um, mm. offseason. You've got Westbrook traded, Chris Paul traded, now James Harden. Um, blockbuster trades is after another. We had big Anthony Davis last season who forced yeah. his way out. So I think it is just becoming a bit of a common theme. Um, so it, we'll it does have to get used to it. Yeah, it does seem like we've got like a superstar leaving their team every season now. You know, you, you, you look back. I'm I'm just glad that Giannis signed that extension. To be honest, like that that whole scenario would have been a circus as well. So I'm glad that he signed that extension. And there is some loyalty left in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I, it is concerning to me that this is happening so frequently now, and that the level that it seems to be getting to in terms of, you know, not reporting to training camp and hitting up parties and things like that, especially amidst the pandemic. So. I don't know. I just—it's concerning that it's—it's it's getting to that point. Um, you know, even after the Anthony Davis thing, where he was sitting out games just for random little things. So, yeah. What are your thoughts, Jermaine? Yeah, I mean, I think whenever in one of our earlier podcasts, I was before the season started. Like the, as you were saying, the writing was already on the wall. Like, mm. um, you know, he was already missing practices, or he was just late to those practices. Um, going to parties and stuff like that so he was already expressing like a strong disinterest in playing for the Rockets from the very get-go so you know him seeing I mean he, I don't think he did sit out games but he just he just did look very lackadaisical out there and he just didn't look committed from the, from day one so I think this is even as, as bad as all that sounds this is the best thing for the Rockets because they could just get to start a new chapter yeah. and just blow it all up so I think a win for the Rockets. They get, got rid of him. They got something back, and um, yeah, I yeah. guess just just continue to blow it up from here now. Um, do, do you think this is a good thing for the league, guys? Like, do you think that the league will benefit from this? Jermaine, no, I, I I'll, I'll, oh, I'll say that um, it, it's becoming just more as a more players league. Honestly, like they, they they just have so much power these days. You know, his his new teammate Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Man, what's he's, going he's on? Another with culprit of it. He's just kind of flexing his arms, kind of going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, um, and, and no so consequence. This, yeah, this kind of culture is it's it's growing rapidly. And um, David Silver's going to do something. David Silver, Adam Silver, sorry, Adam Silver's got to do something about it. He's going to keep these guys as much money as they're making for the NBA. He's got to do something. I, I do think that as a result of this James Harden thing, the Kyrie Irving thing is a little bit separate. But it, but even still, I think that the league will and should like bring on harsher consequences as a result whether it's you know uh, on you know giving the, the team more power or, or if it's harsher penalties for, for players on, on doing something making the, the rules a bit stricter on those sort of things it, it's always hard to police I, I get that but I feel like this is going to be the motivation for something to change something in that I don't know the collective bargaining agreement whether it's the the way that contracts are set up or something like that but I do believe that this may be the catalyst for something to change you know in the past there was the supermax and then there, even before that there was player options and team options and things like that I think eventually the next time that they sit down and organise there, there will be a bit of a change and, and this will be one of the things they point back to as a reason why because I think the player empowerment movement is sort of it's gone a little far, I think, in terms of players orchestrating um, sort of their own teams now, and, and it sort of leaves a lot of the league out of the picture as a result. So, what, what do you think, Cal? Yeah, I totally agree. I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, the league probably should step in and do something. Yeah. But until that happens, I think this is just going to keep on happening. <laughs> let, let, let's break it down from a, from a basketball uh, standpoint. Um, so, obviously, we've, we've got a new big three probably the only big three in the NBA really it was it was the duos for a little while but now it's now it's uh, Durant, Kyrie and, and James Harden so um, now I've got an interesting stat for you guys in terms of we know that these guys are players that like to have the ball in their hand but just how much is um, something that is actually quite shocking <laughs> if, if I look at the all time career usage rates in NBA history um, Kyrie Irving is 16th Kevin Durant is 11th, and um, James Harden is 8th. So that's three guys who are top 16 of all time um, of their careers. And this this includes James Harden when he was you know six man, and, and Kyrie Irving when he was with LeBron, and 
Kevin Durant when he was on the Warriors. So like those numbers have been suppressed even you know through their careers. Three of the top 16 all-time players on the same team. If we equate their their usage rate um, over the past three years average, um, Kevin Durant's 30.8. Um, uh, Kyrie Irving is um, what was he? Uh, oh, sorry, Kyrie Irving was 30.8. Kevin Durant was 30.3, and James Harden was a huge 37.5. All up, that that equals 90 over 98 percent of the team's usage just on those three <laughs> players alone. So. Obviously, something's going to have to change. Um, <laughs> how do you guys see that playing out? I think as, well, as ridiculous... Oh, sorry, you, you go first, right? yeah. Yeah, go on, Cal. I'll step in and say, you got DeAndre Jordan. You, yeah. you can just tell him to get rebounds, so you can make his usage like zero. So that, that's one <laughs> tick right there. You just need to have Joe Harris. I guess you have to convince him to just take one three a game, and then that <laughs> can work out, right? Yeah, sure. And then so, literally, that's it. Yeah. So, oh, look, obviously, they're all going to have to take a bit of a step back. Uh, I think, you know, Kari's gone. Um, I don't know what he's doing. So, you can bring James Harden in, get his use of job, get, get him feeling a bit comfortable. With the three of them, um, you can obviously stagger their minutes a fair bit. So, when yeah. one or two of them are off the court, that one guy's obviously just taking up everything um, or creating um, every single time. So, there, I can see it happen. Um, it just obviously just means that, yeah, there's just going to be less shots for. Um, specifically Kyrie and Kevin Durant this season. Yeah. What do you reckon, Jermaine? Yeah, I mean, as ridiculous as 98% sounds, I still think they're going to win, even if they did play <laughs> with a ridiculously high yeah. uh, usage rate. Because, hey, it's, it's Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Like, these dudes are, like, the most... Like, on like the Mount Rushmore, like most talented players of all time. Scorers, like, at scorers, least. Definitely, so offensively, talented. yeah. yeah. Um, so... You know, yeah, we, we, we've, we've seen the Splash Brothers and Kevin Durant join in. You know, like someone like a Clay Thompson was nowhere near the usage rate of these guys. And, and, and uh, for those of you, uh, you've probably heard of usage rate, but, but what usage rate is, is um, a, a possession that ends in a shot attempt, uh, a free throw attempt, or a turnover. Um, is basically what usage rate is. So the amount it, it correlates that with the ball in your hands, but but not necessarily just that. Um, so, but these guys are, are putting up shots or getting to the line or turning the ball over uh, a ton. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's ever been done in the history of the league before in terms of this amount of to this level. But like you said, Cal, I think that's staggering. I don't think there's going to be a time at any point during the game, as long as it's close, that these guys, um, one of these guys, is not on the court. I think at all times one of James Harden, Kyrie, and Durant are going to be on the court um, as long as the game is, is somewhat in doubt. Um, and that's how, they'll, that's how they'll orchestrate it. Tough task for um, new coach you know, in Steve Nash, so <laughs> see how he handles that. Look, I'll say this. If you look at the numbers here, you've got James Harden this season. I understand he probably hasn't been 100% motivated, but he's been putting up 16.9 field goal attempts per game. And Karis Levert filling in that six-man role for the Nets has been putting up 16.7 field goal attempts per game. So that's pretty yeah. much the exact same amount of shots. Um, you know, one player's putting up 18 points, other player's putting up 25. So a bit different there. You get the three throws with, with James Harden. But from that perspective, um, the field goal attempts could be a little bit similar. Um, but obviously, yeah, James Harden's so good at creating, and that's why his usage is so high. Yeah, I, I guarantee he's going to take more shots. Just just from someone who, uh, again, we'll talk about fantasy in the second half of the podcast, but someone who was the James Harden owner in Dynasty, I've been watching the Rockets very closely, and and he couldn't give a shit, honestly. Like he, he he is not getting to the rim. He is settling just for pull up jump shots and step backs, and and he he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's he's been cruising. So I, I guarantee that that number will increase as he gets to Brooklyn. Um, so. But we'll see how it all works out. Um, I think, obviously, they're going to be a huge um, offensive threat. What do you think about their defense in terms of, you know, James Harden has his issues with, with defense. Kyrie Irving is obviously a small guard. You know, Joe Harris, not the best defender. Even DeAndre Jordan, you know, as he you know gets blocks and, and puts up rebounds. But in terms of speed and quickness, he's not really the, the – he's not in his prime anymore. Um, I think this team could could struggle to to stop people from scoring points, and, and it could be maybe one of their weaknesses. Jermaine, yeah, I, I still think. I mean, I, I think they're they're struggling now um, yeah. because they do like to play the small ball with um, Jeff Green at the center. So that that itself is a pretty pretty big hole, I guess. Yeah. If you're um, matching up against bigger teams, so Jeff Green at center, 
uh, Kevin Durant at uh, power forward. Yeah, and, and even um, I don't think uh, Kevin has quite. Um, He's quite locked in defensively this year. Yeah. And, you know, obviously due to injury, he's probably still just trying to feel himself offensively. But, um, yeah, I think that'll just be their second priority, really. I mean, they're going to be scoring 120, 130 points a game. <laughs> yeah. And then just, I guess, running up and down the floor. Yeah. you got you got D'Antoni as an assistant coach on, on, on that that bench as well. So yeah. <laughs> defense is, is optional, oh, really. United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think defense could let this team down, Cal? I mean, it definitely could, but I will say one big upside uh, on the defensive end. Because of the lineup, I guess, they're forced to play with, we will see a lot of, um, say, in a Lakers series, we're going to see a lot of Kevin Durant maybe going up against Anthony Davis. Otherwise, they put DeAndre Jordan on him. And you're going to see Kevin Durant go up against, like, LeBron James head-to-head. James Harden will, will have to defend James, um, LeBron James. Yeah, that'd be cool to watch. Even a series against the Clippers, potentially the Clippers make the finals and Brooklyn make the finals. That'd be cool to watch us to see, um, you know, Kawhi and Paul George getting marked by probably James Harden and Kevin Durant. So that is to go and at each other the whole series. It'd be incredibly um, offensive-orientated. So mm-hmm. from a playoff series point of view, this actually could be really exciting for the fans. I, I, I'm looking forward to a potential uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn uh, matchup in the playoffs in the, on the eastern side of things because I don't know who they're going to throw at Giannis. Um, I don't think they've got a really, you know, the Heat had lots of players to throw at him. I don't, I don't see anyone on this Brooklyn team that's going to stop Giannis getting to the rim 20, 25 times a game. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that all works. Um, Let's go on to the to, to sort of tie a bow on this sort of thing. Um, do do we think that they are the favourites to win it all? Like, are we? Do we think that they will win it? I'll start off by saying it depends on how Kyrie Irving feels. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big factor. Yeah, <laughs> That's so underrated, man. This dude is such a wild card. He's insane on bloody Zoom calls like we are doing now during the, the when they were versus in Denver. So he was he be, actually? Yeah. He, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I mean, so he was like at home on Zoom while they were playing. Yeah, he was. He was attending some sort of like he. It was for a good cause, but I mean, completely unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't couldn't have waited like an hour or so. Yeah. yeah anyway. No. He's, and to me, that's that's a big factor. I mean, if James Harden and Kevin Durant. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're probably going to need Kyrie to lock in um, for them to be the favorites. So. I'm not going to give it to them quite yet. Who, who's the favourite if you don't think it's Brooklyn? Still have the Lakers? Right there, mate. That's oh. Right there. Comes <laughs> it out. Jeez, he's like he orchestrated yeah, that. No, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Cal, do, do you think they should be the favourites? The, the Nets? Um, I, I'll just say, I think Kyrie will obviously come back for the playoffs and, and lock in. Like, he's offensive kind of player. He just gets buckets, so... Um, I don't see it being an issue in the playoffs right now. It's obviously an issue, but I think the favorites should still be the Lakers. They're more balanced. Uh, LeBron's still the best player really on the court. The thing that Anthony Davis brings um, in comparison to the big three in Brooklyn is that he's actually a defensive anchor um, that none of those other guys are. And, you know, LeBron James can create shots, good shots for so many role players that I I just feel like they'd still be the favorites because of the defensive end and their offense is still incredible. So... You know, I I yeah. pick the Lakers. I, I think there are enough there are enough doubts for that to be a legit um, question. I think if you know Kyrie was locked in, Kevin Durant hadn't come off an Achilles injury, um, we'd seen them play and, and it was all going smooth sailing. The talent alone would be, you know, you just pick them. You'd say they're the Golden State Warriors, but the the Warriors that separated themselves, I think they fit a lot better. They had a deeper roster. Um, they had some defensive players like Draymond Green, Clay. Durant, obviously, we're all decent defenders. So I think I don't think this team is going to be as good as that that team that we just penciled in to win the championship year in year out, and it took sort of two season-ending injuries to sort of knock them off. Um, but I, I have to think that they're, they're they're if not the favorites, the the next the next favorite to win it all. Um, it, it'll come down to matchups. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see how like a Milwaukee Bucks or something like that would go against them. Um, the Lakers, I think, would be maybe a bit of a kryptonite with their sort of size of LeBron and AD. Um, I think they probably match up better against the Clippers. The Clippers probably aren't quite as deep as they were last year, and and they they rely on wing players, which I think they could probably guard a bit better. Uh, but yeah, I'd say if not. Number one, one B sort of 
behind the Lakers, I, I would say. Um, but we'll be interesting to see how the matchups work out. Um, let's turn our attention to the fantasy segment and how this all um, sort of breaks down in a fantasy sense. So, um, obviously, we've got a few moving pieces, and not only is it just the, um, the Houston Rockets that have brought in a few players. Another, a couple of random moves. Obviously, you've got Jarrett Allen leaving Brooklyn and going to Cleveland. Um, Depot somehow got involved. Not exactly sure what went on there. But um, how do you boys see this affecting? Let's let's break it down team by team. But we'll, we'll stay in Brooklyn for the time being. How do you think this affects the, the boys over there? Uh, I'll, I'll throw it back at you first, Cal. Um, so, obviously, it's going to be a big dip for the big three players, right? So, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and um, Kari Yaving have to share the ball. So they're all going to take hits in usage. They're going to take hits in um, your fantasy stats. That's just what it's going to come down to. So How big, of a, hit, how big of a hit do you think they'll, they'll take? Like, obviously, you know, they're all talented players. Do you think, like, where, where is James Harden? If he was, like, the number one ranked player before, where is he now, do you think? Um, he's still going to be a top 10 player just because I think he always will be a top 10 player. Um, I think the biggest hit will come to probably maybe Kyrie. Um, and then I, I think that. Like, everyone's going to fall down that bit. Like everyone's going to have to just take a little bit of a, of a hit. So James Harden, he's still going to get um, threes. He's still going to get three throws. Um, he'll put up points. But it's just one of those things like all these guys are averaging 25 points a game plus. So yeah. how do you really balance that out? Um, maybe some assists could go up for Kyrie is a positive which could be useful um, maybe the defensive stats for Durant goes up because he's doing more on, on that end like we saw him do in Golden State yeah so that, that's the positives you could say um, but overall it's still going to be ahead of if they're on your team um, what, what about the other boys Jermaine do you think that you know obviously you've got Joe Harris and Andre Jordan there do you see any other big winners or losers well I think um, I think Joe Harris will definitely he'll still be the same if I think he'll I think he'll be a bit more efficient honestly I think he's going to get a lot more well not a lot more but I think he'll get more shots more open looks and other than that I'm going to say DeAndre Jordan will say about the same if not less because I think they're going to they're probably he's, I, don't, I just don't think he's that valuable anymore yeah even, yeah he's, he's definitely on the decline are, of his career yeah even though they are weak in that position I think they'll just probably play Jeff Green at center most of the time to be honest do you think Jeff Green will get a bit of center minutes uh, like I can see DJ starting the games yep. but Jeff Green will play majority of maybe close to 26 27 minutes I don't think DeAndre will go past 24 or even 22 to be honest that's interesting I had I had DeAndre Jordan circled as as my clear winner on this team I think obviously he's been out of the rotation with Jarrett Allen playing so well recently and deservedly so um, but I think just in terms of like the fact that they have title aspirations, there's just there's there's no one else really on this team that has the size and defensive potential that DeAndre has. I know he's older. I know he's not the best player anymore, but I think he's that perfect low usage defensive sort of rebounding guy that that fits these guys. Um, you know, he's going to be a lob threat for James Harden and Durant and things. So I, I still see him playing the majority of the minutes, and if he gets. 28 to 32 minutes a game I think that's a clear win and he's definitely someone if if he is and we'll talk about ads and drops later but I think he is someone that if he is available on your wire you, you do grab and sort of see how it all pans out um, especially if you need rebounds field goal percentage blocks um, I'm a little bit higher on the other guys than you Cal in terms of like I don't think they're going to see a drop that much just because they're obviously still amazing players and if it may take a little while, there may be a few slow games to start off with, but I think they'll figure out a way to work it like they did in Golden State. Um, I think Durant is probably the safest in terms of his value probably won't be affected as much as the other two because he's probably the more efficient scorer um, and he does get the rebounds and blocks and steals that the others um, sort of may not get as much. In saying that though, James Harden, does, he gets steals and he, as a guard, he gets blocks. So that's an underrated part of his fantasy game. I don't think that Look, to get assists, you need the ball in your hands as well. So I think the idea of you've got better teammates, your assists go up, I, I don't buy into that. I think that just by having to share the ball as much and taking turns and things, I think assists for both car, for all of them are going to go down and, and maybe points will, will go down as well. So um, probably Kyrie, like you said, Cal, maybe the biggest hit. James Harden probably followed. But I still think 
it's not a major, major hit. Like if someone's panicking in your league and really worried about that, you might even think that this is like a buy low opportunity. You know, they might struggle the first couple of games and you might even want to throw in a buy low to sort of get them. But let's sort of see how your league mates are reacting to the news because I, I think this is a, a small decrease in value. Nothing sort of team ruining, if that makes sense. I've got a question for you guys. With you know all three of those guys being incredible playmakers, do you think Steve Nash will you know have to delegate the ball to one of them, or will they be sharing it around, or and how's that possibly going to affect their fantasy stock? Well, you go, Cal. You answer this one. Um, yeah, it's a good question. One Steve Nash might be the answer. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, they're going to have to share it. I reckon the ball movement's going to have to go up. Um, you can't expect James Harden to be dribble, dribble, dribble like he was previously. <laughs> I think from the fantasy <laughs> point of dribble, view, dribble, dribble. if Steve Nash can kind of unlock James on the defensive end, um, his stats could... The, the thing is, he doesn't really play much defense. He'd, he would gamble a bit. And he's still putting up you know, a steal and a block a game, which is good for fantasy. Um, so there is some upside there, maybe, if um, Steve Nash kind of unlocks some, some of that defensive end. So he's a big dude. He can you know, bump bodies in the post. He, he's agile. He, he can get a steal when he wants to. So... Maybe, yeah, that could be a positive. So, uh, as you were saying, Mitch, if you don't think they're going down too much, um, if there's some leagues out there where you've got some, of the, some people kind of panicking a bit who, who has a, any of those three players, maybe it would be worth offering them a, a bit of a trade and try and buy, um, yeah. buy high. Yeah, man, like you know, if I was to, if I could get, if I could get a Kyrie Irving or a James Harden for like, a, let's say, a CJ McCollum or a, or a Jalen Brown, I, I would definitely do that. I, I would try and do execute that like sell high, buy low, hundred um, percent of the time because I think just nine times out of ten you're you're going to win that deal long term because the talent will win out. Um, I think. There's going to be they're going to obviously experiment. So maybe rocky in the beginning, but they'll figure it out by the time that fancy playoffs kick in. Um, I think like a James Harden would be a perfect sort of guy where you know they'll start everyone will start the game together, they'll finish the game together, but in that like middle couple of quarters, there'll be James Harden running with a bunch of bench players, throwing lobs to DeAndre Jordan, and then then Kyrie and Durant will come on and Harden will go off, and so you'll see fluctuations in their stats throughout the game, and that's the way I sort of see it going down. Because um, outside of these three players, you look at their roster and it's, it's, it's pretty ugly. <laughs> There's not, not a whole lot of other talent on this team. Um, you know, Bruce, Don't disrespect Tyler Johnson, man. Tyler Johnson, yeah. I forgot he was in the league until I saw him playing the other night. Um, Bruce Brown, I mean, yeah, cool. Um, so I don't mind. Cabaret's been playing, right? Yeah, TLC. I, I will say those guys, like the Jeff Green, Tyler Johnson, Shamit, Timothy, TLC. TLC. I think those guys are versatile pieces. Like they, they're able to guard multiple defenders. Not yeah. it's, you know great defenders, but they're still able to play multiple positions, which will suit. Yeah. Which will suit similar to Kevin Durant, who, who yeah. could be playing point guard sometimes, or your center position, yeah. just similar to James Harden. So. It'll be very versatile yeah. um, for them. So. Yeah, I, th- I think Kyrie and James Harden are, are the, the, the two-point guards. I mm. think that uh, at all times that they'll sort of have one of them on the, on the court um, just playing point guard, and there'll be moments where they're on the court together. So I, th- I, I, yeah, I, I envision that James way. Harden. I think it'll be James Harden doing a bit of that Karis Levert where it's just going to be him and like yeah. a bunch of this bench unit guys, and Steve's just going to be like, hey, everyone stand out of um, James's way, just let him go ISO. So. Yeah. <laughs> And I think James won't mind to do that. <laughs> um, let's on. Let's move on to um, Houston. Um, I'll, I'll just say that James Harden, obviously one of the biggest, the biggest usage rate that we've seen in the last three years. Um, you know, up there all time in terms of usage rate. So you're going to have a couple of winners here. I, I see. I think John Wall is is a winner here. Um, Oladipo maybe sort of marginal increase. Um, so the same. I think one of the other biggest winners is Eric Gordon. Um, he's been he's been pretty hot and, and sort of has been up and down this season, but likes to get his shot off. So I think he could be someone that if he's available on your wire, you maybe look to pick him up. Um, I'm interested to see what's going on with Christian Wood. Obviously, he got a lot of lobs from James Harden, but I think that counter of usage may sort of work in his favor. Maybe you might see a dip in field goal percentage, but an increase in shot attempts and free throw attempts. Uh, to be seen there and and I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with DeMarcus Cousins he's had some flashes in the pans where he sort of put some decent stats in limited minutes maybe he gets a bit more minutes where they're sort of I don't know looking for a bit more offense uh, 
maybe he and Wood play together at some points, some stretches. So um, we'll see that. Do you, do you see any clear winners in this one here, Cal? Um, I'm going to lean towards probably Oladipo um, because I still think John Moore is going to rest games. And when, when that does happen, his, his value will go up. He'll be the main centerpiece. He yep. might run a bit of point guard, get his assist total up. Um, so there's a world I see Oladipo doing pretty well, um, especially because he's been looking pretty good this season too. He's still not back to all-star Oladipo, but he's looking kind of like 80% of what he was. Maybe he needs a bit of a fresh start now because he was sharing the ball a fair bit with Brogdon and Sabonis. And you, you can say comfortably his usage will go up sharing it with John Wall and, and Eric Gordon. So I think he is a winner. Um, John Wall as well, he, he's got to go up in usage now with, with um, anyone, look, if James Harden's off the team, everyone really is a winner in terms of Everyone's a winner. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone's a winner. Um, yeah, I think to me, I, I'd say Oladipo is the biggest Yeah. Player. I mean, I think, I think we had a sort of like a 50% James Harden or like, or like a 70% James Harden. So I think that was already kind of built into the team as it was. So that's why I see, I see that it's not going to be a huge difference, but just like a little bit of a, everyone sort of just goes that next level. Um, boost the morale. Yeah, yeah, boost the morale. Uh, what do you think, Jermaine? Do you, do you think that anyone's a huge winner or...? Um, no, I think it's going to be just like you guys are saying. I think it's going to be very similar. I think, um, well, it depends on the you know general direction of the Houston Rockets. I personally don't think they're going to keep everyone. But um, Yeah, you think there's more trades? I think they're just going to blow it up. Yeah, just get rid of everyone. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. who's to say that Oladipo is going to be on this team come the trade deadline? Yeah. Or, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, if they can get some value out of him. Uh, who knows? Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, speaking of trades still yet to come, we'll, we'll talk about the Cleveland Caps because they somehow got in on this deal. Not sure how. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a win for them. Um, they've obviously brought in Jarrett Allen to the team. A uh, little bit confusing. They've got Andre Drummond. They've got Kevin Love. They've got Larry Nance. You know, they're pretty big in that front court. However, I think of those, you know, players that I just mentioned, personally, I'm the highest on Jarrett Allen. I think he's a young player. Uh, probably fits their timeline a bit better. Uh, how do you boys picture this rotation working out? Because at the moment, it looks pretty messy. What are your thoughts, Jermaine? <laughs> Man, I, that was the first thing I noticed when really? I saw this trade. I just saw Jarrett Allen on on Cleveland. You're like, what and the then, fuck? Well, I'm a Drummond owner myself, so oh, true. Yeah, no. so I was just like, I don't know how these guys are going to play at the same time. Will they? Probably not. I don't know. Is that a good idea? But I think in terms of fantasy, uh, both stock goes down. But yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of Jarrett Allen. Um, I think Drummond's still going to get his stats but yeah just a bit confused that's all <laughs> surely do you think this is do you think they're going to make a trade down the line like are they going to trade Drummond well or? Drummond's an unrestricted free agency at the end of this year I believe they're both free agents towards yeah. the end of this year well um I think I think they get rid of Drummond yeah I think they do um I wonder who's going to be buying yeah exactly yeah. he's such a, a weird piece just because he can't shoot <laughs> Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> so it's like, who, who would want to take him, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think, Cal? What, how do you see this rotation playing out? Look, I'll say that Cleveland did a great job. They, they picked up a center for the future, um, and they got Torian Prince, who I guess was a bit of a salary dump because he's on about 12 mil or so, but he, he's still a serviceable role player. And I feel like, obviously, uh, Andre Drummond opted into his player option. It was about 25 mil, hugely overpriced. Cleveland don't want to pay him, and now they've actually secured a young player to who's a great match with Sexland in the backcourt. When you have two small guards, <laughs> you need a, a big center who can defend the rim. Drummond isn't really that dude. He puts up stats, but he's not really that guy. Um, from, from, a, from a fantasy point of view, I, they're obviously going to take a hit. Drummond's going to take a hit. I don't know how that's going to work on the court together. Who do you um, think's you the starter? on your team. They could start both of them. That's the thing. I, I have no idea. Oh, what's sure, surely Drummond. I, I'd still put Drummond as your starting center. But yeah. they still be sharing minutes. I don't know. I, I'm, well, I'm really stumped on this. And try and trade him. That's true at the deadline. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's more likely the scenario that Drummond starts in the short term, and whether or not it's a trade at the deadline or they just don't get anything for him because there's no value out there for him, they realise that hey, we're probably just going to lose this dude in free agency. We like Jared Allen's future better. 
then they make the switch then. So I think that's, that's my reading on it, that I think Drummond will start to begin early on because he's more accustomed to the team. But then by the end of the season, by fantasy playoffs time, I could see Jarrett Allen um, starting on this team. It still sucks because they're still, even if no matter who starts, the other's going to take value off because they're going to split minutes. It's not like I don't think one of these players is going to play 30 plus minutes a game. Mm. Um, and you've still got Kevin Love supposed to come back into this team, Larry Nance Jr. I don't know. Like they, they're just, mm. they've got a lot of front court players and centers. <laughs> and oh, JaVel McGee's still there. I forgot about JaVel McGee. <laughs> and they're all pure centers as well. None of them can play different positions. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, I. Like, I don't see Drummond and Jarrett Allen playing together. I just I, That's horrible spacing. I've um, seen the Knicks do it with a few of their big guys. That <laughs> hasn't yeah. quite turned out well. Maybe they, maybe they pull a Knicks. I don't know. But I just think in this scenario, I think it's, it's lose, 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 lose everywhere you go. So uh, unfortunately, if you own any of those players, I don't think it's good um, for any of their values. Do we still see Larry Nance Jr. playing at the three? Because he's been leading the league in steals. They have done that before. They've done that before, and I wouldn't shock me. I think that that could be the way that they squeeze some minutes out when Kevin Love's back. Yeah, Larry Nance could play some minutes at the three. Because at least Love can space the floor. Mm. Um, Yeah, all right. Well, let's go on to the last team with just the sole addition of Karis LeVert at Indiana. Um, Do we think this affects uh, Karis LeVert's value at all, Cal? You're, you're a Levert owner, an enthusiast. I've got Levert. I've also got Brogdon and Sabonis. So I'm, I'm now yeah. team um, Indiana. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, I think surely, if anything, it'd be positive. He might. He's going to start now. Um, yes. The thing is, on that bench, like it was his unit. Mm. It was like, look, go put up your shots. As I said before, he was putting up about 16.7 uh, shot attempts per game. That's way too many. pretty good. Um, <laughs> with Kyrie out, he's been absolutely balling as well, putting up like 30 points, um, five and you know close to 10 assists over the past um, couple weeks while, yeah, while Kyrie's gone. So he's yeah. been killing it. Um, they might still stagger the minutes with him and Brogdon a bit and just let Karras do what he was doing in um, Brooklyn while also having some job with the starting unit. So I think there's upside there. Um, I, don't see, I don't see it going dropping. I think it could either stay the same or increase. Yeah, okay. What do you think, uh, Jermaine? I think this is a win for everyone. Um, I think this kind of defines people's roles a bit more, especially when you had Brogdon and Oladipo. It was kind of like, who was the alpha on this team? You know, I, th- I think it was clearly Malcolm. Yeah. And he's obviously deserved it by, by staying. But um, I think with Oladipo out of the picture, you know, we're going to see... Brogdon possibly unleashed because I this, this dude has sneakily become an really all-star. good. I yeah, think he's really he's going to be really really good, and I, I could say I could see him maybe by the end of the year possibly being a top point top five point guard. Whoa, 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 of this whoa, day. whoa. <laughs> This dude has been putting up incredible numbers, and not just incredible ones. They've been playing like, winning basketball as well. Yeah, they have. They have. That surprised me. Um, he's ranked number 12 on fantasy right now, just FYI. Yeah. And he's on my team, once again. Like, seven assists and like one drop. turnover, man. Like, I mean, that, that yeah, outlier. We, we talked about him on, on the sell high window. Um, mm. I still think that's the case. Uh, I think he's obviously going to beat his ADP. Um, and obviously, he's going to outperform expectations of him. But I, I don't think he's the 12th ranked player. Um, in terms of just, I just want to compare. So, obviously, the, the key thing here is Old Depot gone, Levert in. Um, pretty similar in terms of stats to be fair um, in terms of shot attempts nearly identical um, both just nearly that, near that 17 shot attempts per game Oladipo is doing it in 33 minutes Levert's doing it in sort of 27 minutes um, or close to 28 minutes so and like you said Cal that, that's come a lot with like Kyrie Irving out and on the second unit so I kind of see him kind of staying the same like I think his minutes will increase by maybe 5 or 6 but his usage will drop and they'll sort of like offset each other. Um, if, if not, maybe a little bit of downside, to be honest. I think, you know, especially because his numbers have been inflated because of the fact that Durant missed some time, Kyrie missed some time. I think that where he's ranked right now, I could see him dropping maybe 10 or so spots or something, something minor like that, just because he has already been inflated because of those outs. Um, but nothing major is my opinion. 
All right, let's move away from that James Harden trade and let's talk about um, some waiver wire stuff. So we're going to go through some waiver wire ads. Um, we've sort of cut this off at players who are owned by less than 60% on Yahoo. Um, so chances are they might be available in your team. They may be picked up, but just have a look in case they are not. Uh, I'll throw it over to you first, Cal. Give us your first player that you think should be an ad in fantasy and why. Right, well, I just added him to my team, so he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got to be Robin Lopez. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. starting <laughs> Convince me. All right. There, there, there's no question to it. He'll start. Um, you might have Wagner, who's also going to have a bit of a boost in the backup role, but Robin Lopez will step in. He'll work with Bradley Beal. He's one of those tough guys who'll just put up a, a nice kind of 10 points, maybe eight rebounds um, with some blocks. And and good field goal um, and look that, that can be like a 100 rank kind of player so for any kind of deeper league this guy will be valuable he's going to have minutes you might as well pick him up he's going to put up 28 minutes a game now I'll guarantee it yeah okay so your last game he played 26 a game um, and played 21 before that I can't remember if that was before or that might have been the game that Bryant did get injured um, so 21 and 26 minutes a game I'm probably less enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> as you are uh, I don't know I'm just not a big believer in Robin Lopez and, and what he can bring to the table look if you're desperate for rebounding and maybe some field goal percentage give it a shot um, but on a team with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and Davis Batans and there's still there's still a fair bit of high volume scoring players on this team and, and I, he doesn't bring the defensive stats really that, that I would like to see so he's a lukewarm ad for me what do you <laughs> think get a like, yeah, I'll say he's, I, he's in the trade market, Mitch. If you want to make me an offer, <laughs> I know. You, as soon as you picked him up, he was on the trade market. <laughs> I, I don't even think he's physically able to play 28 minutes a game, man. <laughs> you don't think? He yeah, he's 26. Like today. Yeah, he's probably going to have three loading. days of rest now. <laughs> they, they do have. I will. I will mention this: that there are a couple of postponed games in um, the Wizards' future. So if you're desperate for games played right now, maybe not the best ad. Yeah, um, so expensive. just uh, these are obviously always changing. So make sure you keep an eye on, on which games are postponed, who's out based on the protocols, because that's going to be where a lot of this value coming. Like tomorrow, this information could be wrong because Robert Lopez has got um, COVID. So stay close to the news um, and just look at those, those postponed games. Um, all right. So let's move on from Robin Lopez. Jermaine, who's your ad? So my first one is Kelly Olynyk, and the reason I say that, well, it's more of a short-term um, yep. kind of um, outlook that I'm looking at. So at the moment we have, uh, sorry, Leonard, who's uh, injured with a shoulder injury, and Bam, who's got COVID. So in even even when Bam was playing, he's been putting up some pretty good numbers, mm-hmm. and he's looking pretty good this year, to be honest. He's, I mean, he's always been a talented player. But just with this um, little stint with Leonard and Bam out, he's been finding a pretty good groove, and I'd say he's um, he's worth a pickup at least. And he's only been he's only added it in forty one percent leagues, so that's a bit um yep. he's, a bit surprising to me. Yeah, so forty two percent of, of Yahoo leagues, um, increase of ten percent in the last day. So hmm. people are people are swooping in quickly. So um, he played forty five minutes last game. Now it yep. was an overtime game, but forty five minutes. <laughs> That would have been that would have meant that he played forty minutes in a regular regular game. So that, and they they need bodies, Miami yeah. Heat. So and that will be the same for the next sort of few games. So I like yeah. it as a short term ad. Yeah, and he's got four games next week. So um, yeah, get on it. I, I think he he could even start even once everyone's back anyway. So uh, mm. when everyone's back, don't be rushing to drop him. Just sort of see how it how it plays out. Uh, I know I've picked him up in one of my dynasty leagues to sort of stream him through this week. Um, do you like that pick, Cal? Um, yeah, it's a good pick. Um, it's n- not as good as my Robin Lopez pick. Uh, <laughs> just saying, fourteen percent in the last day from uh, he was one percent owned, and now he's up to fifteen. So that's Ooh, a, okay. He's rising 1500%. by fourteen hundred percent a day. So you've got to get up at him now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point. It, people are quick. People are quick to add. All right, I'm going to continue the theme here uh, in terms of short-term additions, which I think look this season is going to be like that. It's there's so many players out. There's it's always in flux. There's there's teams playing with eight players, nine players on their roster. Um, so you, the best 
advice that I can give everyone is just keep an eye on who's out for which teams and then try and pick the player who you think is going to benefit the most. Um, one of those players that's benefited recently and probably has been flying off the waiver-wise, but in case he is still there, please pick up Tyrese Maxey. He is a good player. He's a rookie uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers and... Um, you know, even with Ben Simmons back into the roster, Joel Embiid back, he's still putting up good numbers. They still have a few players out with COVID. And I think that, you know, th- there were talks with this James Harden rumors that Philadelphia didn't want to give him up in a trade for James Harden. So they seem to rate this guy pretty highly. So I wouldn't surprise me if he continues to play minutes even when um, the, the the whole crew's back together. Danny Green, I know he had a nine three point game the other day but, but the <laughs> game back. but the game before he had two points so um, <laughs> he, he is someone who is not the most reliable and could make way for Maxi as sort of like that um, player um, depending on what's going on with Seth Curry and things like that so how about, short term um, how about Shake Milton you think he's gonna shake it up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was awful take, <laughs> take Tyrese out of the rotation uh, look he's he's another one I think he's out with the protocol yeah. at the moment so um, look it, it is a short term ad but like what I said with Olenek when everyone's back just wait and see how the rotation goes if you if you can afford it but definitely within the short term the, the Philadelphia 76ers still have they have three more games this week they had a five game week so mm. um Hopefully you picked him up at the start of the week. But if you haven't, check if he's there and grab him immediately. Um, Cal, who is your next ad? We'll go through one more each. All right, so this guy right now, he's only owned 39% of Yahoo Leagues, and it is Tyus Jones. Um, this kid is elite right now, just um, obviously while Michael Foltz is out with his ankle injury for at least... Um, he said it was three to six you weeks. Mean, so, you mean John Morant? Um, yeah, sorry, John Morant. John Morant yeah. is out. Um, so Michael Phelps is also out I'm still not <laughs> he is <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah that's right sorry so yeah Tyus Jones um, very good in assists and also pretty solid in steals um, he's been putting up that one and a half steals and 5.7 throughout the season um, but since he has taken over that starting role those numbers have been a lot better um, expect him to get the odd 10, ten assists um, kind of four three steals he's done it in the past few few games and it'll be consistent for the next couple of weeks until you hear any news that John Morant's going to be back yeah it's definitely if you definitely need assists he's, he's your man and he'll get some steals as well so uh, yeah definitely someone for a short term who you can roster him and, and he's been good put up for it. yeah yeah good assist turnover ratio yeah he's been like that for like so many years now you know whenever he does get that starting role he just seems to just you know go crazy on the assists and steals like that's just the kind of player he is so yeah yeah, I think that's I think that's a good ad, especially for those teams who are looking to, to boost their assists, which is hard to do on the waiver wire. Very hard to pick up um, big assists like this. So uh, this is your opportunity. He definitely should be rostered more than thirty nine percent of leagues. Uh, I don't know what everyone else is doing. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely should be on on a roster in a twelve team and even a ten team league if you need assists because there's no one else on the wire that'd be able to give you that. Um, good one. Um, who's your next one, Jermaine? So the next player is, he's only owned in 26% of Yahoo leagues and he's currently ranked for the season at 84. And that is George, not yet over the hill. George Hill. (laughs) 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 But yeah, no, this dude is, he's putting up some pretty, you know, not, not, the the numbers won't jump out of the page, but he's putting up um, like 12 points, two rebounds, four assists, but on like 50, 40, 90. Yeah, in 25 minutes, so don't sleep on him. He's only 26%, but he's, he's doing work. Yeah, the percentages are nice. You know, the, the little bit of assists are nice. You know, threes every now and again. He is someone that may be resting on those back-to-backs as this Thunder team starts to tank, so just be aware of that. Um, and I think mm. his value could fade towards the end of the year. Um, so... Uh, probably not a high upside guy, but definitely someone who's solid enough to be on a roster. Yeah. Um, do you agree, Cal? Look, I just picked him up when Marco Foltz went down the injury. I, I needed a point guard. Oh, George, George Hill. Um, yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, because Marco Foltz is gone. I needed, I picked him up on the waiver wire. Um, and so George Hill... It, look, you look at you his mean George, the game. 20. George Hill, who plays for OKC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I picked him up. <laughs> Marco <laughs> Foltz doesn't play... <laughs> Marco Foltz, no. wrong team, bro. Let, let me explain myself. Marco <laughs> Foltz went down for the, for the season on my yes. team. Yes, oh, I so, see what you mean. I needed yeah. a point guard... So I literally just picked up George Hill to fill that gap um, because I needed the assists and I needed... Um, it, it's a good dude. He's putting up minutes. He's putting up 28 yeah. minutes. 
um, a game over the past you know week or so. So he's a good ad. He gets he's one of those guys that doesn't scream at you, but it's just like he gets the three, he gets the steal, um, pretty good assists, doesn't really turn over the ball. He's just a, a net plus for a team. He doesn't hurt you. So it's yeah. always good to have um, on your team. Any yeah, fair enough. Have? Yeah, cool. Um, my last ad is another point guard. Um, this one, so I, my first one was a short-term guy. This this guy's a bit of a long-term one. Wait and see how it goes. Um, and it's Cole Anthony um, of the Orlando Magic. Speaking of Michael Fultz, obviously he's out for the season um, with his ACL. So um, Cole Anthony is going to be the beneficiary there. He is not someone who I would drop someone of extreme value for. I think the percentages are going to be pretty rough. There's going to be games where he is not that good. He's obviously a rookie point guard getting accustomed to the league. So uh, in a 10-team, maybe you sort of just put him on your watch list. But on a 12-team standard league, I I would pick him up and sort of see how he goes. Um, I've done it in my league. See how it goes for a few weeks. And if if you can hold on to him, uh, it may turn into something really good that can last the whole, whole year. I think he'll get better as the season progresses and he sort of finds himself going. But um, just someone, if not to, to add off immediately, someone to definitely watch and, and see how they see how they're playing with an increased opportunity. Um, someone who can maybe get you some assists, get you some threes, some decent scoring, but the percentages may be, may be a bit rough. Obviously field goal percentage, ideally you'd be punting that category. Um, so do you guys like the, the look of Cole Anthony? I haven't seen too much of him, honestly, but um yeah, it's worth a, worth a pick up, I'd say. Just someone we highlighted, in, someone we highlighted in our preseason rookie uh, draft in terms of um, if there were injury occurs. Now it has, so let's just see where this opportunity leads mm. to. So, um, yeah, his field goal has been atrocious since he took the starting point guard role. So quite you're, bad. you're hoping he picks it up. If you look at Yahoo, he's actually been a minus fifteen percent in the last day. So there's been a few outlets <laughs> given up on him. I think you should hold out, give it a few more weeks. Um, I yeah. think he'll pick it up as well. Yeah, it's it's only been I think three games, and in those three games, he's put up fifteen, eight, and and then twelve points respectively. Um, you know, averaging a steal in all those games. Um, he's 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 basically averaging one game they got smashed by the Bucks. Um, his minutes were down, and obviously the the most recent game against Boston has been postponed. So again, and I think the next one may be in trouble being postponed again. Keep an eye on that, but they might be playing. So just. Keep an eye on that, but I think it's someone that be patient with if you if you can afford it, um, if you're in a good position. Let's move on to we'll do we'll do this a bit quicker in terms of drops, uh, players who are rostered in more than 50% of leagues that you could probably do better. You could probably either stream the position or just look for one of those guys that we talked about in our ads. Cal, who is someone that you can drop and move on from? All right, so this guy right now is owned at 56% of the league. Um, yep. It's too much. He should be dropped. <laughs> he shouldn't be owned um, in that many leagues. He is putting up 12 points. This is Anthony Edwards, the number one pick of the draft. Yep. Um, 12 points, but nothing else. That's really beneficial to a team. 2.9 rebounds, 1.9 steals. That hurts you. 0.5, uh, sorry, 1.9 assists. Uh, 0.5 steals. That's not good. 0.2 blocks. That's terrible. Field goal percent <laughs> is 38%. Field, so he's hurting you there. It's one of those guys who's like puts up some points. But even then, it's sporadic, and everything else hurts your team. So yeah. he, he's not a good player to have. Um, I think if you want to hold out, maybe he'll put it up. But I don't think this is his year. Anthony Edwards is a bit of a, a project. Uh, he needs a few more years, really, to become a fantasy asset. Yeah. Look, he's probably being owned because he's the number one pick. He's that, got that name value. But, yeah, like you said, we, we picked him in our, like, in our rookies. We were not high on him, um, and it looks like that's true. And this is even with Carlton down and missing time. And Cat's back now. So it's only going to get even worse. So uh, I definitely agree. I, I would not be going near him <laughs> at all. You didn't have to go so hard on him, man. Dude, I, I'm an owner of Anthony Edwards. I just talked up your oh, player. You've got to return to favor. You can't just be roasting him like Dude, that. Are you going to drop him after this, man? <laughs> oh, he's been, he's been on the, the very edge for a very long time. I should have dropped him weeks ago, but... I think it's the time now, mate. <laughs> I think it's the time. It's a bit of reverse yeah, psychology. You're just trying to pick him up. On the, on the trade finder. <laughs> do, do you really want him? I'd rather Robert Lopez almost. Oh, That's true. <laughs> he, he, you could see him on the waiver wire in the next few days. But yeah, yeah. I, I think there's definitely there's there's really no reason to hold on to Anthony Edwards. I, I agree with you there, Cal. Uh, Jermaine, who's your first drop? Um, this uh, my my first player is Alfred Payton. He's yep. owned in a whopping sixty two percent leagues. 
this dude is just not a good player in general. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been good on the Magic. He's on the Knicks now, so even a worse situation. Like, I don't think this... This I don't know how people, 62% of leagues have this guy rostered because he's, he's averaging 14 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. That's decent, man. I don't know about that. As a starting point guard, he's only averaging 0.6 steals, 0.2 blocks, 2.3 turnovers for his 4 assists. 63% from the line. Yeah, he hurts you from the line, definitely. Yeah, and 0.8. Yeah, 0.8 threes as well. So, this he's not... He's not good at anything, but he's going to hurt you in a bunch of other things. So I'll, I'll push back on that. And and the four and a half assists is valuable. I, I think I think that's valuable. Um, in in the right build, in like in a, in a your build, Jermaine. No, <laughs> in that that's a in that in that punt punt free throw percentage. You know, punting four categories of this dude. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. He's the end of the end of the bench sort of guy. I, I think he's valuable. What I am worried about though is um, the competition for his minutes at the, as the season ends. I think that is it quickly. What's the, is it? What's his yeah, first quickly, name? The rookie. Yeah, the rookie quickly. I think he could um, be taking away some minutes from Alfred Payton as the season goes on. Although in saying that, Thibodeau, I don't know, doesn't play his rookies, so mm. who knows? But he quickly has looked like the much better player, and it wouldn't surprise me if he takes the job off Alfred relatively soon, yeah. uh, as the Knicks start to suck more than they are currently. Mm. Like, Alfred has been, for the last month, he's been ranked 242. That, that's on the back of the free throw percentage, though. If I, if you guys yeah. just keep talking, I'll, I'll see where he ranks as a punt free throw percentage guy. But, but he's not I'm giving sure you assists. I mean, he's not giving you, sorry, steals or blocks or threes. And free throws, not great. So yeah. But he's still giving, like, the 14, 4, and 4 is still valuable. That's what yeah, tricks people. To other players they they all count, though. They all count. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. In certain yeah. builds, I think you can hold him. But if, if you're someone who looks after those things that you're talking about, then, yeah, you definitely mm. can drop him and, and move on. But um, just just make sure that your build can sort of take his free throws or you don't give a fuck, so it doesn't matter. Um, or like, if you're like me, you don't care about free th- uh, turnovers and, and that doesn't matter either. Um, okay, let's move on to the next drop, which is my drop and my first one. And look, my two drops, unfortunately, are players that are on my team. And the first one may surprise everyone. Um, it's, it's James Wiseman. <laughs> uh, and look, some people may not like this one. I think this might be like, what the fuck, James Wiseman? He's looked amazing. If you are someone who is struggling in the standings, you've got some injuries, you've got some players out with protocol, I think it is okay to move on from Wiseman because he is not playing enough minutes at the moment. Um, And I don't think his minutes are going to increase dramatically anytime soon. I think if you can hold him and you you, you think you're going to make the playoffs and I think you're confident with that or you're doing well in your league... You hold. You definitely, definitely hold. Because at the end of the year, he is probably going to be a must-roster player. But at the moment, I think he's just not providing enough stats to be held if you need the wins right now. Because a lot of the league has lots of injuries. There's lots of protocols and things going on right now. So what's what's he playing in terms of minutes? I'm just looking it up right now. But it's he's not finishing games for the Warriors. He's getting subbed out. They're playing a lot of Eric Paschal and Draymond Green, small ball. Um, so his minutes are probably not going to go up because he's, he's just not contributing to winning basketball. Um, the, the blocks are nice, but he's hurting you in free throw percentage. Um, he doesn't get any assists or steals. Um, the threes are no longer there. So um, he's a bit of a stash at this point rather than someone who's actually contributing to your team. Um, he's ranked the, he's the he's a 222nd ranked player um, at the moment, which is obviously not rosterable. So... Um, if you need to, I think you can drop Wiseman if you need the wins. What do you guys think? I'm holding him though, by the way, because I'm, I'm confident in our league. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he's um, he's just one of those young dudes on a winning team now, like a win now team. So yeah, and it's just going to take a bit of time. It might take this entire season. Yeah, but yeah, it's not it's not something depending on your situation, I guess, and where you stand. Um, it's it's a situation dependent um, yeah. sort of drop, I think. Um, like for example, for me personally. I like my chances to make the playoffs. Um, I have not missed the playoffs in our league uh, yet. So hopefully, uh, even if I scrape in there um, and Wiseman's playing his best basketball by then, then I can say that a win. So, But if you need to get the wins, I would drop him. 
I would say that my Anthony Edwards is a very similar. I know I'm making the playoffs, so oh. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting, you know, for him to. I don't see the upside with Edwards. <laughs> Wiseman's got upside. I don't see it with Edwards. Not on that just team. Just you wait. All right, Kel, who's your last drop? All right, my last drop. I mentioned him last um, last podcast. It's going to be Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Um, he is 62% owned. He is on a very deep team. I, I've barked on him before. Um, he's coming off the bench. He's going to play limited minutes. He was known for scoring and your free throws. Re- really elite in those two categories. Coming off the bench, it's not really going to be there. He might have the odd game here and there where he's going to put up some points. Um, if, if you hear word that there's injuries and he's going to start, you, you could pick him up. But I, I think just get rid of him at this point. He's not worth owning. He's injured right now under, I think it's just the COVID protocols. Um, but I, I, this, yeah. he's, not, he's not a positive, really... Um, for your team currently and there's better think, players out there I think he is actually injured it's got right ankle sprain next to his name so, and he's been dealing with that for quite a while he came back and played three minutes before re-injuring it last time so they're going to be cautious yeah there you go and he's always going to have that injury prone um, kind of you know label on, on his head just because of previous seasons I've owned it before and he was putting up really good stats this is years ago and then he just went down just before the playoffs and yeah. then pissed me off that because he carried my three throws so much so um, maybe look I've got a bit of a bias against him after that but uh, look, <laughs> no he's, I think I think bench. it's fair I think it's fair I, there's no reason to be holding on for someone who's injured who's going to come back who may not even be top 100 I don't think he's worth the stash there uh, potentially even if you've got an, an injury reserve spot because there's so many injuries happening right now um, you know with the protocols and things like that it's it can be hard to hold a guy that doesn't really have much upside so I, I definitely think he's a drop and he definitely shouldn't be in 62% of leagues um, you, do you think the same Jermaine or you, you happy to hold him oh, I'd, I'd be dropping him honestly Yeah, I think there's, there's too much time competition yeah. in that team so there's not enough upside yeah drop him immediately um, Jermaine who's your last drop um, bit of an obvious one, I'm sure we all think of this, but um, Hassan Whiteside, who's uh, owned in 68% of leagues, ranked 321 in the past month. Um, Oof. Yeah. yeah. And that's simply just because he just hasn't been playing. Yeah. I mean, they, he's been playing like 10 minutes a game, or well, one stint against Portland, he played 24, and he put up numbers, but um, I just don't think he's in the same shape as he was last year. And he's just one of those big dudes, if he's not in shape, He's not playing. I also just think he's not good. I think he just he's just not a good player. I don't think he... Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's NBA caliber really anymore. He's sort of like that, at best, like that Boban kind of type that if mm. you see the matchup, like, you know, say Holmes is out injured and you may be able to stream him in for a day or two yeah. at best, but long-term hold. He's just not getting the minutes. He's got a few games where, like, there's zero minutes there. That's not an injury. That's him just not getting time on the court and mm. the coach is not putting him in. So, um, yeah, I definitely, definitely drop him. Um, forget the uh, the top, what was he, top 30 player that he was last year. He's, he's yeah, just, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's always crazy. been a good, good stats, bad player sort of player. So, um, and it's reflecting now with the minutes. Um, so definitely, definitely drop him. Um, stream yeah, only. I'll add, I'll add yeah. um, for some reason, he's plus 4% the last day. That makes no sense since the last <laughs> two games he's put up 10 minutes. Uh, but it's, it's not really... It's not really he, he was on a, a desperate team for a center last season with the, with the injuries. Yeah. This season, he, he moved to a team in Sacramento Kings who have Holmes, who is actually a really good player, and um, Bagley's literally gone into like a backup center role. And, and when I say yeah. that, it's because when they close games... They're bringing Halliburton on, and Marvin Bagley's been playing on the bench. Marvin Bagley's been putting up 20 minutes um, for the past you know, couple of weeks, so he's taken a hit fantasy-wise. And if you look at that, it's literally Holmes is your number one center. Bagley, I guess, is the, the B option, and Hassan's the third-string center for this team. That's why he's putting up 10 minutes a game the past couple of games, so mm-hmm. he's, he's not worth owning. Um, the only reason you pick him up if, if there is an injury, um, and then he'll put up some stats again, but he's just yeah, one of those guys, big stats, bad player. Yeah. Um, sticking with the, the Kings theme, my last drop of the day is Marvin Bagley, another player that I unfortunately own. Um, look. I segued that to you nicely. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the, 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 the assist there, Cal. Uh, but, like, he's. I've been holding out. I've been. I still currently holding him, but I'm getting very close to dropping. And I think you can you can definitely find something better on the wire or stream the position because 
I just don't think he's good. I think I think I've seen enough to sort of realize that he's just not a good player. Yes, he was number two pick, but it was awful at the time. Um, I don't know what the Kings were thinking picking him over Doncic. Um, like everyone at the time thought that was bad, and it's proven to be right. He he's playing power forward. He's not a power forward. He's a center. Holmes is the better center, and he's not even closing the games for the Kings at the moment. He's sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter, playing twenty five. Sorry. Halliburton's just a better player. So. Oh, Halliburton's a much better player, and he definitely deserves the minutes over him. So, um, yeah, look, he's look, he gets the some kind of points, and he gets the rebounds, yeah, sure. And he did have, um, not too long ago, a decent game with 21-12, two steals and two blocks. But just following it up, it's, it's, it's sporadic at best. The percentages are rough. Um, you know, the free throws is, is really hurting your teams. The field goal percentage is poor for a big man. And just no assists, no steals, no blocks, no threes. There's, there's just not enough goodness there to sort of make him worthwhile dropping. If, if you're in a really strong position, maybe you continue to hold. But I, I don't even see the upside that he has compared to someone like Wiseman. I, I just... I think he's just not even close to as good of a player um, or, or statistical producer in limited minutes. So I think you can easily move on from Bagley, um, especially if percentages are a concern. Any gripes with that one, boys? No, completely agreed. Drop that boy. Drop that boy. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, that, um, that will do it for us today. Um, if you are on Twitter, please follow us at uh, Ball Boys NBA, uh, where we're, we're talking Twitter, uh, talking NBA and fantasy, um, quick reactions and, and things like that. So if you can't wait for our next podcast, follow us over there. Um, give us a like on YouTube, subscribe, tell your mates to subscribe. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So help us out here by letting all your mates know. And if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, chuck us a five-star rating. Uh, it'll really help us out. Um, and until next time, catch us later. Bye.